Are you glad you're here today? Well, we, we are glad to be together. All three campuses are, are going full bore with two services each Sunday morning, and we're glad that you're a part of us as we start rebuilding our church from everything that's happened, and, uh, and we're just glad you're here. Uh, God has protected us, and uh, we, we have been thriving as a church, but it is time for us to be together and again, it's just great that we can all be here in this building. We're doing some things differently, spread out seats a little bit, uh, roped off rows, trying not to touch as many things, no offerings, stuff like that. And, uh, but hey, we're, uh, we'll, we'll roll with the flow. We'll try to keep everybody safe, especially those who are the most vulnerable among us. And so we'll try to not handshake and all that stuff. But thanks for being here. New series. I, I guess you caught that. And it's enough of the bad news. And of course, we've been inundated with, with bad news lately, right? I mean, it's hit and, and it's gotten even worse. I mean, first, it all started with the COVID-19 thing. If you remember way back like three months ago, where it was estimated 2.2 million of us would die as Americans. And um, so that all happened and the lockdown shut-ins and all that stuff. And, and then here more recently, even worse news in that all the racial tension that's happening and um, the, the national media and, you know, how that kind of happens with emotions being stoked and manipulated and everybody kind of has an agenda one way or the other. And um, it's an election year, so that's not going to end anytime soon. And we see all that happening uh, people say there's no justice in America, and then we have conversations about how to fix it, and we've had conversations like that before, and so everybody's wondering, you know, what's the answer? How can we make this a, a perfect system? And, and really, there's no way to make it a We can keep working, but there's no way to make it a perfect system, and that's because the worst news. The worst news is this, that all the bad news is not just out there. All the bad news is not just that person that you disagree with, who's talking on social media, whatever. That's not the worst news. The worst news is we're twisted in our hearts. All of us have the propensity to get it wrong, not right. That's the worst news. It's in us. The problem isn't out there. It's in here. And no matter what group or party or this or that or how we want to identify where we line up on social media about social issues, we tend to point at the other person and whatever other group and say, they're wrong. They promote evil. And once you think that, it's easier to be unjust to them. Our hearts are twisted. Jesus said this, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. And that bubbles up so easily. People have protested peacefully and rightfully so, but you just have to know the human heart is so easily goes out of control and lines are crossed, and buildings are burned, and people are attacked, you know, and all this stuff. Not the majority, just some of those people. It's just so easy 
for our hearts to go sideways and it turns out our hearts are bad and that we all have an agenda and it involves what we want. And I believe one of our biggest problems today is people have, for the most part, for the majority, turned away from Christianity. We've turned to our own moralism. Moralism is where we do things or think things or say things that make us feel morally right so that we can feel morally superior to somebody else. And so whether it's atheistic moralism or moralistic deism or the virtue signaling that we see all around our culture, it's so easy for us because of our twisted hearts to try to do something that makes us feel morally superior than, than other people. And Scripture's telling us Spiritually, moralism is deadly, and it infects us all. But hey, that's the bad news. You didn't come for the bad news, right? We've had enough of the bad news. We want to hear about the good news. There's a lot of bad news. The series isn't about that. Enough of the bad. Are you ready for some good news? Well, I want to start, before we get to the real good news, just the good news about our country. I love our country, but our country will not fix all of our problems. I believe there is justice in America. I believe America has the best justice system in the world. It's not perfect. Can it be improved? Sure. But if you've been to other countries, like I have, Central African Republic, the Cameroon, Nepal, China, even Philippines and Japan, Thailand, Cambodia, Russia. I'm telling you, our country has the best justice system in the world. Not perfect, can be improved. In Thailand, which is a good country. We have to, when we rescue orphans who were born in Thailand, we have to buy their buy citizenship. We have to purchase citizenship for them from the government because they are not seen as citizens because they're part of another tribe. Best justice system in the world, yes. Perfect, no. But there's good news. If you want perfect justice, there's good news for you because perfect justice is coming. Perfect justice is on its way. If you want real, true, perfect justice, it's coming. But perfect justice will judge your every action and every motivation and my every action and every motivation of my heart, our hidden pride. It will expose the truth of the sin in our hearts. You and I will not stand under perfect judgment. 
We will not. Not in our own, because we've all done wrong. And perfect judgment, perfect justice demands that we pay for that. We cry out for justice when it comes to, but we cry out justice, justice, justice. But when it comes, when our culture is faced with a just and morally perfect God who will allow people to be separated from Him in hell in judgment of their sin because that's the just thing that should happen, people cry out and accuse God of being unjust. But it's not so. It's just that we don't understand God. We all understand if I go outside and I pick up a rock and pull my keys out of my pocket and scratch that rock, I'm guilty of scratching the rock, but what's, what's the punishment for that? Nothing. I just toss the rock aside. If I go to a junkyard and one of the cars sitting there, I take that same key out and scratch the fender of one of the cars. Somebody may come out and say, what are you doing? Get away from here. Run me off. Probably nothing's going to happen to me. If I go to the one, one of the used car dealerships on the other side of town on State Street, and I take that same key and scratch one of those cars, guess what? I'm a criminal offender. I'm going to be in trouble, right? If I jump in my car, drive down to Columbus, and go to a new Ferrari dealership, and walk through the lot there and pull out that same key and scratch that car, we all understand I'm in more, I'm in more trouble, right? We expect that the punishment I receive will be greater. Why is that? Because of what we're sinning against. And with God, it's because of who we're sinning against. When we sin against a rock, no big deal. A piece of junk, no big deal. But when we sin against the holy, righteous God of the universe, it's a big deal. And we can't comprehend him. We don't understand that. But the value of the thing, the person we sin against, a holy, righteous God, that's why we're in trouble when we receive perfect justice. Here at Grace, we always try to put that into context by reminding ourselves of some things. And those things are the Ten Commandments. And every once in a while, uh, we here at Grace will go through those just to see how we're doing morally, just to see how our own moralism is measuring up to God's standard. And it's never pretty, right? And so we invite some of you out there watching online to do the same thing. Just kind of go through just some of them, the easy ones. Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever failed to honor your parents? Have you ever stolen anything at all, ever? Have you ever misused God's name? Have you ever done any, any of that? 
Because when we sin against the most valuable God, perfect, righteous, and holy God, one white lie, one little lie, one little scratch, it's a big deal. And our punishment is more severe than, than we ever think it should be, but it's right. Of course, Jesus came and he made it way easier. The li- well, he didn't make it easier. He made the list shorter. Let's put it that way. Greatest commandment. Hey, boil it down for us, Jesus. There's 300 commands in the Old Testament. There's 10 with Moses. Boil it down. What's most important? Do you remember what Jesus said? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love the Lord your God like that. And if we ever spent a minute not loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, then we have sinned. We've committed the greatest sin. Because in a sense, in that we broke the greatest commandment. And then Jesus says, oh, and there's a second one you should remember. If you're categorizing. Love others. Like you love yourself. Love others that way. You th- and if you think you're doing okay, if after hearing that you think, okay, yeah, I, th- I think I'm pretty good, you are way worse off than the rest of us. We've all violated God's standards. We've been unjust to God. We're all under condemnation. We all deserve eternity separated from God's love. But God... The good news, God loves us sinners. God loves us sinners. But he doesn't violate his own standards of justice. He doesn't toss those away. He doesn't just say, oh, that's okay, because that's not justice. So he made a way. He sent his son, Jesus to come. And that's the best news. That's the hope for us. That's the hope for all of our hearts because our hearts are twisted. That we call the good news. It's actually summed up for us in the greatest verse in the Bible. That verse is John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's the best news. That's the life changing news. That's the news that can change all of our hearts. That's the news that can change the world. That's the news that is the hope of our country and the hope of the world. God has come in the flesh for us. He's made a way for us to be saved. And people say, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
why, why do we even need to be saved? Because we all deserve the punishment for our sin. Remember, perfect justice is coming. We know John 3.16, but sometimes we stop there. Let's continue and see John 3.17. Here's what he says. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, which is interesting because other places says he does. You have to figure this out. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. That's the purpose. Verse 18. He who believes in him, notice how many times this word is said. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Judgment is coming, but God has loved us. Later, toward the end of this chapter, verse 36, it says, He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The wrath of God is on us unless we believe. And, and people struggle with this. They don't see this as good news sometimes because people struggle. How can a God of love be a God of wrath? But wrath or even anger, that's not the opposite of love. Usually we think hate is the opposite of love. Actually, anger, wrath can happen because of love. We can all see that in our own lives. If somebody hurts someone we love, God's wrath is righteous. And God loves all of us, not just with endless words, trying to get it right trying to say it right, trying to do it right. He loves us with action. He's the answer of our hearts. Christ is the hope of the world. That's the best news. God knows you. He knows who you are. He knows how you think. He knows every sin in your closet, every thought, every motivation of every action that you have ever done. And God still loves you. Not just loves you like likes you, like, yeah, I'm not against anybody. Like we say we love people. Oh, yeah, I love people. We don't do anything for them. No, God says he loves us, and He loves us not just with words, but with action and self-sacrifice. He sent His one and only Son to come and die in our place, to take our place on the cross of Calvary, to pay our punishment. Christ did that, not as Superman, as God in flesh, feeling the pain. He sacrificed his life as he bled out on those wooden beams for our sin, and he did it willingly and voluntarily, and he invites us to come to him.
How do we respond? Well, if you're already a believer, here's how you should respond. You should understand that the answer to this world is not going to be this or that or a political system or even America. That's not the answer. The answer is only in Jesus Christ alone, through faith alone. That's the answer. You want to make things better? Work for that. And if you're not a believer, know God loves you. Turn to Him in faith. Turn to the God who died for you. Turn to the one who paid your price, costly sacrifice for you. And how do we do that? Through faith. Belief, as John says. Not just intellectual, hey, I believe Jesus walked this planet, and yeah, he was an okay guy. Belief that Jesus was the incarnate God. God who came to us in flesh who loved us enough to voluntarily die for our sins, to make a way. Belief is to put our trust in Jesus alone, nothing else. Our belief, hey, is to get rid of our moralism. Christianity is the opposite of moralism. By the way, Christianity is the only religion in the world that's the opposite of moralism because other religions are moralism. Do these things. Do this. Do that. Christianity is saying there is nothing you can do to make up for your sin. Our hearts are twisted. We need outside help. We need someone else. We need a Savior, and Jesus came. Christianity, to even be a Christian, is not to say, hey, I'm more moral than somebody else. No Christian should ever say that. Because if our actions are more moral, that's only by the grace of God. It's all a gift. That's all we have. And the morality on us that God sees is the righteousness of Christ because it is a gift we get at salvation. When we get forgiveness, we get declared righteous before God, even though we don't deserve it. And we are forgiven. And God will come into our life and He will help us live it selflessly. He will help us see truth, but most importantly, the truth about our own hearts. So if you don't have a relationship with God, we here, we would first say, turn to Him. He's the answer for the hate, the anger, the angst in your heart. He brings peace. 
the peace of knowing that he has a plan, that nothing is out of his control, that he can use good, and even when evil happens, that he would never, never author. He can even use that for his purposes. Turn to Christ. And we do that by admitting our sin, admitting our sin, asking for the forgiveness that we desperately need and knowing that is only possible through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Put your trust in Him. Not a political agenda, not a political system, not a great country. Put your trust in Christ. He will change everything in your life. He will give you a new and fresh perspective. He will give you a heart for others. Turn to Christ. If you're ready to do that, I would like to lead you in a prayer, an expression of your faith in Jesus. Words will not save you. A sincere heart crying out to God will save you. Maybe you can express it if you're ready, if you're trusting in Christ this way. Let's bow our heads together. Father God in heaven, I admit that I have sinned against you and others. But I don't want it to be so, but somehow sin is embedded in my heart. And I'm asking you for forgiveness. And I understand that that's possible because of the best news in the world, the good news that Jesus came to die for me, to be my substitute, pay my price, die for my sins. And God, I'm putting all my faith, my trust in Christ and Christ alone. Not that I ever do good things. That won't get me anywhere. And just Jesus. And God, I would ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, and to help me live it in a way that honors you. God, help me be who you want me to be. And God, thank you for the best news in the world. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, if you expressed a newfound faith that, that today, for the first time that you, you know of, you understood that message and you cried out to God for forgiveness, here's something we'd like you to do. You don't have to do this. It's not a, a deal breaker or anything by any means. We would like for you to text your name 
to this number. Whether you're here or you're watching online, that you would text just your name to 419-332-2623, which is our church number, 419-332-2623. By texting your name, that will mean to us that you have made a decision to follow Christ today. We also have uh, some information that we would like to give to you. It's a packet of information. We would like to send that to you free of charge. If you give us your address, we'll be able to do that. Um, if you're here in the building, we have those, I think, back in, in room one. We'd love for you to stop by. This is the first in our series. We covered a little bit of bad news to get to the good news. From here on out, it's the good news. All right? Not the best news. We got that today. It's the good news. And so I hope you come back. Let's pray, and then the team's going to close us out with a song. Father God, let's stand together as we pray. Father God, we thank you that you love us and you made a way, a way that, that boggles our minds, that you love us so much that you would sacrifice such a price, the death of your son, the blood of your beloved for us. God, we thank you for that love. Help us to live in it. Help us to share that with others. Help us to give that message of hope to everyone around us. Your hope, your message, that only you are worthy. In Christ's name, amen.